Welcome to Wine Country Women with Michelle Mandreau, the podcast for wine enthusiasts who are curious not only about what goes in the bottle, but the remarkable women who make these distinctive winemaking regions so special. Each week, Michelle introduces you to a prominent woman and takes a peek inside her life. Welcome to today's Wine Country Women podcast. I'm Michelle Mandreau, and I'm with Claire Morlay with Morlay Family Vineyards. She is also featured in Wine Country Women Heritage Families. Claire, you are probably one of the youngest women in our book, but your family has such a rich history, and it's so fantastic to be with you today. Oh, thank you. It's nice to be here. Your family's history started in France. Your father's family still lives there and still makes wine. Do you remember the moment when you thought, hey, I think I want to go in the wine business? I think I was in fourth grade, and I actually went on a business trip with my dad to Kentucky because he was going anyway, and I loved horses at the time, so I wanted to go to the Kentucky Derby. And I was helping him pour at the event, and I just thought it was so cool because I was meeting people from all over the country, and some people knew who he was and were talking to me. And I think that was the first time I saw the wine industry as something bigger than just something my family did, but something that really connected with other people. So fourth grade, you got to go to Kentucky, see some horses, Mm -hmm. um, hang out with your dad, and you said, this is fun, this is what I want to do. Kind of, yeah. I think it's something that I've always known I was interested in my whole life, but I would say more recently, it's something that I decided I was really serious about. My whole childhood, I was definitely interested in it, and that was the first moment I saw like the travel aspect of it and kind of more of the other parts besides the actual winemaking. So. Okay. Do you remember the moment you took your first sip of wine? I do not. However, <laughs> I think my dad gave me some champagne when I turned one because that's the custom like, in champagne. And then growing up at dinner, they would always give me like a little sip with some water to dilute it. But right. I don't know when I had it for the first time. You got the wine bug. You're going to continue your family's legacy. You're currently wrapping up your bachelor's degree. Let's talk about that. What degree are you getting? And you're already looking ahead to get your master's. Yeah, so I'm a current senior at the University of San Diego, and I'm majoring in international business and French and Francophone studies. And so I'll graduate in May and then start a master's program over the summer in business analytics. And I'll graduate from that next spring. So what do you want to bring to the wine label? I definitely have a passion for event coordination and digital marketing as well as travel. So I want to bring those passions into the winery when I work for it one day. I'm not too sure exactly what that'll look like, but I definitely want to be very involved with meeting customers and talking with other people, traveling and seeing like where everyone is and like how people enjoy our wine all over the world. I think that would be really special. You've basically grown up in the wine industry. I'm sure your parents have had you work various tasks. Is there one uh, that you like more than others? Yes, definitely. (laughs) Tell me. So I think the first jobs I had for the winery as a kid, I would help during harvest at the sorting table or driving the forklifts around. And I definitely always preferred the sorting table. And my brother would be the first to hop on the forklifts. And then when we lived on site at the winery, I would help clean up and set up for the tours and tastings and meet some of the customers. And I always really enjoyed that. 
but I would also be given all of the extra office tasks that no one wanted to do. Oh, so no. there'd be mounds of papers to shred and things to file, and that was definitely my least favorite. <laughs> I don't think anyone likes paperwork. I recall seeing a photo of you as a youngster in a barrel. And you're looking up. <laughs> it's super cute. Do you know the story behind that photo? Yeah, so my brother and I were always... Um, Charged with cleaning the barrels? <laughs> <laughs> no, thankfully not. But we would stomp the grapes every uh. year. So we only did it for one wine. It was the Own Famille, I believe. And we would stomp just a couple barrels. But my dad wanted us to see how it was done back in the day and help us appreciate I guess the more like hard work that goes into making wine but that photo was taken in that moment yeah not too many people have a chance to really get up close and personal and seeing the wine industry in France mm -hmm. as well as here in the states especially Napa Valley what do you think the biggest difference is that you've seen between your family's operation in France and here I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is in France the wine industry has been there for so long that there's a lot of tradition behind it, but there's also a lot of regulations and everything in place, specifically like in Champagne with the vineyards. And so I think it's much more traditional and it really values keeping things the same way. Whereas I feel like in Napa, people are more willing to try new things and experiment with different varietals or having different kinds of tasting experiences. So I think that would be the biggest difference. So we're a little more contemporary here. Yeah, I think so. Adventuresome. <laughs> Maybe. Mm, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Who's been the biggest influence in your life and your pursuit to follow um, in your family's footsteps here in the wine industry? Honestly, I think I would say it's my mom. She didn't grow up wanting to ever work in wine, and that's not something she was ever really interested in. She was an elementary school teacher for 20 years. I had her for first and fourth grade <laughs> as a teacher. But seeing how she has been able to enter this new industry and bring her own experiences and her own passions into it and really dive in fully has been really inspiring growing up and just being able to see that if you want something to work you can make it work no matter maybe what your past experience or your education was that you can really just still fully go for it. Do you have a favorite wine in the portfolio? I love all of them <laughs> but <laughs> what's your your favorite out of the bunch? Yeah my favorite is Ma Princess. It's named after me, but that's not actually oh, why it's my favorite. That's why she likes it. You know it is. <laughs> I have always really liked Chardonnay growing up. It's always been my favorite. And the wine's actually named after the old Wenti grapes in the Russian River Valley vineyard that they come from. But because they're so small, my dad also named it after me at the time. I think I was like eight or nine. But it's always been my favorite, and I always gravitate towards it. My dad has given me blind tastings of several of the different Chardonnays over the years, and I always pick that one as my favorite. Do you think it's because you've tasted it the most? <laughs> Honestly, that's a possibility, but yeah. Well, that's great. I love Chardonnay. People think California Chardonnay, and they think buttery, creamy, heavy. Exactly. And they're not all that way. So how mm -hmm. would you describe your favorite Chardonnay here? It is a medium to full-bodied Chardonnay with a bouquet of orange blossoms and ginger. Orange blossoms and ginger. Wow. So that just makes your little taste buds water, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Favorite pairing with your Chardonnay? What do you like to enjoy your Chardonnay with? Or do you just appreciate it on its own? I would say I definitely appreciate it on its own, but I love pasta. So I have it with pasta quite a bit, specifically if it's like 
a lighter buttery sauce or chicken Dijon is my favorite dish of all time. So that's my absolute dream pairing. <laughs> okay. What is something that you're most proud of to be part of this dynasty, this wine dynasty that began in France? What does that mean to you to be part of this family and what do you hope to bring? So I studied abroad in Aix-en-Provence, France last spring and I visited my family in Champagne a few times over the course of the semester. And each time I went, my grandpa would tell me like different stories about the history of my family in Avenue Val d'Or, the little town they're from, and just how they've persevered through different crises or political changes, like during World War One, World War Two, for example. And so seeing all of that and the history that's there, and then seeing how my dad moved away from that and came to the U.S. with less than a thousand dollars, but had like a really strong vision for what he wanted for his future in building this winery with my mom. I think that there's just so much history there, but there's also a lot of passion. And I think I'm really proud that my family has had that for so long and that um, my parents were able to bring something that's really close to our heritage and like where I'm from to this country and have their own business. I think that that's just really cool. And I'm definitely proud to be a part of that. Well, and you're the, what generation are you? Fourth, fifth? I believe I'm the sixth. Sixth? Oh my yes. goodness. Super cool. Be the sixth generation of winemaking, right? Yeah. It's and big shoes crazy. to fill. Mm-hmm, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think your father's going to make wine forever and ever and you're going to be more on the sales and marketing side of things or do you have a hidden passion to make wine someday? Growing up, my dad definitely wanted me to be passionate about making the wine and I would sit with him while he was doing all the blends and everything but while I've always appreciated it it's never been something that I could really see myself doing I'm definitely not very good in chemistry or anything on that side so while I think it's really interesting and I definitely want to learn more about it over the years personally I don't see myself being the winemaker I think my dad will stay in that position as long as he can (laughs) okay well he's still young so yeah (laughs) He has many years ahead of him. The best advice that you've gotten about working in the wine industry? Well, the best advice I've got, I don't think that it's specific to the wine industry, but I definitely think you can apply it. But it's actually my favorite Bible verse, which is Ephesians 4.2. And it says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. So I always find myself coming back to this verse just because I think it's the way that I want to live and how I want to treat the people around me with humility, gentleness, patience, and love. And I think that that can be applied to the wine industry as well, dealing with either like customers or the people you're working with and just making sure that you're fostering a great business for everyone and that they enjoy coming to work. I think that's so important as well. And just making sure that everything you're doing is with love and patience, patience, (laughs) but you're also staying humble and seeing like how much more you can do and also what others around you are doing as well that's a fantastic foundation to build on and reflect on when people taste a Morlay wine what do you think you and your family hope their takeaway is or when they come here and taste what do you hope their takeaway is I think that what sets Morlay family vineyards apart from other wineries in the valley is that we started out and have remained family oriented and family run and that's not really all that common anymore I don't think And so my hope would be that people come to the winery and are able to see how 
much of a family business this really is and how we've all been involved at one point or another. And when tasting the wine that they're able to see kind of the blend of French and American, I think, because that really is the heart of our family. And I think it's pretty evident when you taste the wine as well. What can people expect when they come here? When they come to taste here at Morlay, they have to make an appointment. Right. I don't think you make a lot of wine, so I guess that's always a question, right? Do you have wine to taste? Because <laughs> I've got a feeling you probably sell out quite a bit. What is your case production? Any I don't idea? think I can say. <laughs> oh, it is a top secret. It's top secret. Yeah. So what does the experience look like when someone comes here to taste? So you're definitely greeted with champagne, and first you sit down and enjoy that. So that's actually imported from our family in Champagne. And then after that, we give a little tour. You walk around the winery and see the vineyards and where we actually make the wine and talk about that process a bit. And then after that, we sit down and taste some wine. And how many wines can folks taste? Do they taste four wines typically, or does it vary depending on what's available? Yeah, it varies a little bit, especially because we're by appointment only. A lot of the people that come here are pre-existing customers, so sometimes my parents will pull a bottle that maybe they haven't tried yet or they know is a little more in line with their specific taste. So I'm curious, how many different wines do you make? Yeah, we make quite a few, around 16 or 17. It really varies on what's available, but my dad definitely makes as much as he can. And for being a tiny winery, that's a lot of different wines. Definitely. The joke growing up was every year there's three more wines added. So. Oh, my goodness. So we've got to curtail him. But, you know, I feel like a winemaker, it's kind of his playground, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah he loves it. Well, you already told me kind of the roles that you want to hold after you get your master's, but you do some work for the winery now. Talk to me about what you do for the winery. My official title is social media manager. A few years ago, I was talking to my mom and I was like, I think the winery should really have a stronger social media presence. And for us, it's not necessarily to reach a bunch of new people, but it's really to foster a community with our pre-existing customers and show more of the behind the scenes. So I help with the Instagram account and I've helped grow that over the few years. So while I'm at school, it's mostly just talking with my mom and telling her like what to post or what the caption should be. And then when I'm home, we plan out posts for harvest and different things like that. Excellent. So you bring a little bit of youthful expression to the brand. How <laughs> I'd about like to that? think so, yeah. Learn more about the women who live in wine country when you purchase one of our lifestyle books at winecountrywomen.com. Okay, well, why don't we talk about your personal life? As we've already alluded to, you are still in school. You're wrapping up your bachelor's degree. Do you have an apartment? Do you live in school housing? Talk to me about where you live. Yeah, I live in Pacific Beach, so it's around 15 minutes from my campus. Okay, if we took a step inside your apartment, what would we see? Lots of books or tell me about your decorating style. I think when you first walk in, you would probably see our little coffee station. That's my pride and joy. I love it. And then minimal furniture, not too much on the walls, honestly, in the living room. But if you were to head more into my bedroom, then you would see a lot more color, I think. Yeah, definitely a lot of books, but a lot of wine too. So Okay. <laughs> In your room, what kind of colors, what's your favorite colors to surround yourself with? Definitely like a sage green and then a lighter pink are my go-tos. Okay, now we got to talk about that coffee station. Sure. What's your favorite coffee? What makes it so special? Why is it your pride and joy? 
I have an espresso machine and it was my parents gift for me when I moved to college and I've always loved it. I use it every day and I usually add a little vanilla and some oat milk to one of the double espresso pods. Okay, so you're a secret barista. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. When you have a chance to kick back and relax, what kind of music do you like to listen to? I think I definitely go through some phases. Right now, I'm in very much of a folk and country phase, but usually it's more like indie pop or pop. So it varies a little bit. All right. Do you have a hobby? Do you collect something? Do you play tennis? Yeah, definitely. I love paddleboarding. I live like five minutes from the bay, so I paddleboard quite a bit when it's warmer out. And I also love to go to the beach and play either beach volleyball or read and tan. So I'm definitely outside quite a bit. Okay, paddleboarding. That's an exercise. Mm -hmm. Uh, A lot of exercise. (laughs) Yeah, it's fun though. (laughs) Is is it easy to stay on that board? It depends. If a jet ski or boat comes by, sometimes I'll fall off. But for the most part, it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. Okay. I know that you visit France quite a bit. I want to believe that you've gone traveling to other places. Is there a meaningful trip you can tell us about? And maybe it was to France. So when I was studying abroad, I went on a trip for spring break. First, I went to Champagne and saw my family and then did a day in Paris, just because I always love doing a day in Paris. But then after that, we went to Italy and then Croatia. And in Croatia, we actually took a bus and did a little tour to Bosnia and Herzegovina. And that was really meaningful, honestly, because it wasn't the typical like spring break experience. It was very educational, but my friends and I just decided to do it and see something new. The town we went to is still recovering from a war, and it was just really interesting to see the tour guide talk about how the country has been able to build itself back up and how important tourism is, and it was just so different to anything I've ever experienced or any other trip I've gone on, um, because it was very much still a country that's building itself back up, the tour guide was talking about all of her experiences and the importance of family, and it was just really interesting. Croatia's kind of becoming very popular these mm-hmm. days, so I don't know how recent that trip was, but how fascinating. And I kind of feel like you need to go soon before it becomes too commercial, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Is there something people might be surprised to learn about you? Do you skydive, rappel down mountains, a parachute? Did you do something really out of the ordinary as a kid? Recently, something that I did, so I tried to learn how to surf. And I've lived in San Diego for four years now. Usually people learn how to surf the first couple months they're there. But I decided to wait until senior year. I went twice and ended up getting concussed because the board hit me on the head. Oh, Um, no. (laughs) So it's safe to say that's not for me. But everyone that I told that I was going surfing, they were all really surprised because I've always had a slight fear of the ocean. So, Do you paddleboard in the ocean? No, so I paddleboard in the bay. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a little calmer there. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, that makes sense. Why are you afraid of the ocean? Honestly, it's the stingrays. Um, San Diego has a lot of stingrays, and you have to do this little stingray shuffle when you first get into the water. And, yeah, I've always been scared of that. What about jellyfish? Are there jellyfish there? I haven't seen any. I don't think they're as common. But stingrays, it's kind of a big issue, honestly. Oh. Yeah. Who knew? Let me ask you this question. Is the pressure on when you get together with your girlfriends to throw the best party ever? (laughs) 
Um, and are you always responsible for bringing the wine? I actually don't bring wine to any of the <laughs> your parties. That I go to. Yeah. yeah, I kind of keep that separate. But we definitely like hosting, and we had a little Galentine's a few weeks ago. That was really fun. Every time it's someone's birthday, we have a lot of people over. But yeah, I don't know. I think that it's something we definitely enjoy doing, but hosting is also a lot of work. So usually we just go to someone else's place. (laughs) What do you think the secret is to having a successful party? I think that you definitely need to have good music playing, and you have to have snacks. Because if there aren't any snacks, then people will probably leave pretty quick. (laughs) What's your go-to snack that's the crowd pleaser? We usually do a little like charcuterie board and have cheeses and crackers, some fruit out, just for people to kind of snack on throughout the night. Okay, okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap things up with five quick questions. Okay. They're very, very, very lighthearted. Ready? Yes. What kind of car do you drive? A RAV4. Okay. What's your favorite flower? Tulips. Favorite holiday? Christmas. Who is your favorite actor? Dylan O'Brien. Who is that? He was in The Maze Runner and Teen Wolf. Okay. Surprise. And last question, what's in your nightstand? I always have a glass of water next to me. And then lately I've had a lot of yarn because I crochet. So it's been taken over a bit. So that could have been something that you could have surprised us with. Oh. You crochet. I do crochet, yeah. <laughs> so you keep it at your bedside. Yes. Um, to do, does that help you sleep? You start mm-hmm. crocheting and then you doze off. <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to be on my phone less before I go to bed, so I crochet instead. Okay. <laughs> Sounds great. Claire, you are a delight. It's been so much fun hanging out with you today. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed it. Visit winecountrywomen.com to join our exclusive list so you can be the first to learn about upcoming offers and events. Grab a glass and join us next week for a new edition of Wine Country Women.